Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. Dude, there's something something different about the uh, studio today. What what feels fresh? The oxygen, I would say. Uh, we're in the same room, the same table, the same microphones, the same computers, but there is a little bit of a different ambience around us. A bit of greenery. Correct. Yeah. Last week we went shopping, didn't we? We bought a couple of plants for ourselves. We did. Well, we haven't had an episode for a few weeks now of just the two of us, so we've, we've moved in now. We're basically there, and now uh, we're just putting the finishing touches around this place and uh, making it a little bit more presentable. Yes. It was getting a bit... It felt like a bit of a prison at times, just the white walls and nothing else. Well, well you were annoyed when we are making videos about just the whiteness behind us. I'm sure lots of people listening probably rent... Yes, absolutely. And we had this debate with, uh, well not debate, we had this conversation with Eddie and uh, Matt Tankard. Probably the wrong blokes to be asking advice Yeah, and uh, we're still not sure if we're allowed to hang things on the walls. We should probably go back and look at our rental contract. Probably. It's in my car somewhere, which you don't love. Oh, it stinks like crap at the moment. Hang on, why does it smell? Well, Let's get into this early. Well, we had a great night out a few weeks ago, as Justin D, you know, like we love, we enjoy night out. It was last minute too. It was. I mean, for one weekend here in Victoria, we got out of our small cage and put into a medium-sized cage and now we're back in a small cage. The state got out for a couple of nights and we got out for one, didn't we, Dawson? Yeah, yeah you can explain oh, how well, that came the, about. The reason your car absolutely reeked. Simple as this, we got home after having a few beers at the pub. I drove and I did not drink. Let me put that out. D drove. Uh, we met up with a good mate of mine, Scotty. Yeah, we came back to ours and... <laughs> We went through the KFC drive through on the way home. Doss, Doss insisted. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Doss, Doss uh, for a bloke that's decided today that he doesn't want to eat meat today, he, he, he gave it a good crack that night. I did. Uh, Zinger Box, one of my favourites. <laughs> well, we weren't going to drive through the drive through. No. Uh, Dee D- went to park just in I the... I did uh, park. You parked. And I said, Correct. no, mate, we're going through the drive through like, I don't want to walk in. And what did I say? I you said, said... You said, mate, the windows, they don't go down, the front windows. I said, it's all right. The, the back ones do. Wound the back one down. Got the KFC, Scotty paid, or we made him pay, and um, got home, get out of the car, the back window won't go off. No. The electronics like, in Dee's car shit themselves. Yeah, and that has always been an issue. So, the yeah, so the window didn't come up, and I'm like, well, I can't leave the window here all night, so I'm going to have to sit in the car. And at this stage, it's maybe one in the morning. So I decided to sit in the car, call ROCV. Well, what did you guys do? Well, you, mean, you left me for dead. Took my uh, chips and chicken. We went up to the couch and we played a bit of music on the guitars. So you took a while to go. Actually, I went to bed by the time that you'd come up. I, yeah, because I was, I was waiting for ROCV in the middle of the night. They finally came. They ch- took a look at it for two minutes and said, mate, can't fix it. I said, oh, thanks, mate. Can you help me get, can you help me get a towel to stop the rain? And then, of course, the next two nights, it absolutely bucketed down. Now your car just smells of wet dog. It does, yeah. yeah. Well, there is a bit of danger scent still in the back. So yeah, For uh, those wondering, Danger, that's uh, Dee's Doberman's name. Thank you. Yes. So um, I'm quite afraid of that that, that <laughs> crazy animal. That, that's not fair. He's not crazy. No, he's, he's actually a very well-behaved dog. I know. I'm just frightened of big dogs. And Doss said this morning, actually, as we were driving to do our weekly grocery shop, he said, I've been looking at people walking dogs and, gee, I can't wait to have a dog again. Can't wait to have a dog. It's, uh, it's I miss my little dog, Charlie, and you probably miss... Danger. I uh, do. I miss him a lot. Well, you went overseas, didn't you, a few years ago, and you you, you would have missed him. Actually, you said to me that you missed... You go, oh, you know what, Danger, oh, he's, he's the one thing I missed when I went overseas for three months. And I said, well, thanks, mate. Thanks a lot. <laughs> that's, firstly, that's a lie. That What I said was, I said, mate, out of all the things I really miss in the States, I miss my dog probably the most. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, no, here we go. So Dosh straight away goes jumps in with oh thanks mate thanks a lot and then i was very quick to pick up this point and i'm going to drop this story right now so when i was over in the states our good friend jai richardson would check in on me probably every four to five days how you going mate whereabouts are you what are you doing you still alive all that kind of stuff one day he said oh how's dos i said oh, i haven't heard from dos since i've been over here for all these weeks not one message not one call nothing so then we thought, how long can we go before Doss actually decides to check in on me? It took about two months since I got back in the country. We used to live on the same street. And I said to Jai, I said, I'm not going to text him. I'm going to wait because I've been the one overseas. Two months later, I get a text from Doss. Hey, mate, been a while. would love to see you. And I, and I screenshot it, sent to Jai. I'm like, it's, it's happened. Finally, we, we're, we're away here. And I said, yeah, mate, would love to come up. So he goes, great. I'm uh, moving into Meg's today and I need help with a washing machine. <laughs> 
So straight onto the jobs. Yeah, so I did, there was no, hey, mate, do I catch up for a coffee or kick of the footy or anything? It was, hey, mate, I need help with a washing machine and I can't get on to anybody else. So I didn't even ask how the trip was. No. Oh. And then I was even, well, I think in the car you eventually asked, but we heard about your life before mine. So, uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Me thinks, me thinks. Me thinks. Sorry about that, firstly. <laughs> that's Should have right, been mate. better. It's just you and I today, D. It is. Me and you. You and I, me and you. What are we talking about? Great question. Well, we decided, what are we going to talk about? We give everyone a bit of an update on what's going on, but we'll drop that throughout the episode. So what we like to do these days is we like to sort of discuss what's relevant in our lives at the moment and throw some words. And we've got a few key words to talk about. Procrastination is a big one, especially Mm. in these times. We're going to talk about consistency, talk a bit about positive and negative attitudes and the difference. And I think that might be a little bit heated, to be honest. I think it will as well. Let's just state the obvious, right? We both said last night, we don't even want to really mention COVID no. and we want to try our best to not mention lockdown because it's just... Sick of it. I, I don't want to give more oxygen to that fire. Correct. Like it's just going to blow up and blow up and we're, we're both unhappy with the situation. We can't change it. So why? I was going to say the analogy, you can't flog a dead horse. So No, well, you can't even take a horse out for a trot at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. No, no, no. But, well, but like you said, like you said, look, people don't tune in to hear about coronavirus. If you want to hear about coronavirus, tune into a coronavirus podcast and... and Fill your boots. Yeah, uh, exactly. we're not, so we're not going to talk about that, but uh, if we do reference in these times, then yeah, sure. Firstly, procrastination. Great talking point. I mentioned this to you last night. We were sitting down. Yeah. We were going, all right, what are we going to talk about today? And the other, probably earlier earlier in the week, I listened to a really good podcast and it was about procrastination and overcoming procrastination with this, I guess you could call procrastination expert. But the biggest thing I got out of it for myself personally was what type of person do I want to be a person who who the analogy is a stair climber do i take the stairs or do i take the escalator and relating that to procrastination someone keeps putting off the hard stuff first which mm. to take the stairs that's the hard stuff do yep. it first knowing that in 10 years time doing the stairs over and over you're going to feel better you're going to be healthier whereas you're procrastinating that hard task to jump on the escalator to do the easy bits yeah you know to take the shortcuts to Keep pushing the important things away, putting them aside and pretending you're actually doing doing the stuff you need to do. I'm the worst at that. It's hard. I'm, I, look, I think everybody struggles with procrastination. And when I was writing these notes, I was thinking a lot about it and why we procrastinate. And some of the things that I thought that relate to me, and I don't know if it relates to you or other people, but often I procrastinate when either I don't have direction. Mm. So say I know kind of where I want to go, but I don't know the in-between steps and then you procrastinate or like you said the hard stuff or the things you don't understand like sometimes if you're learning a new skill like say you're putting something together and you understand 75 percent of it but there's one skill involved that you don't know that's the part you procrastinate and often it's lack of actually understanding or education on how to do it like mm. do you relate to that yeah 100 percent. i also think too that even when you do have the right steps in place you can still procrastinate oh for sure yeah and I, i'm guilty of that myself like that's why sometimes i'm a big believer in to-do lists and, yeah. you know, that's pretty much what we've been taught to do. All the jobs you need to get done, put them in a bit of a list, tick them off. And when you finish that list, there's no better feeling. Like, yeah. Oh, that, that's what I feel. But and I've seen you do this this week, actually, when I come into your room at night uh, for a hot chockey, sometimes yeah. at the end of the day. I've seen at your desk where you've got a beautiful setup now. Beautiful. I'm happy about it. Yeah, you are. Yeah. There's a couple of plants in there and I think uh, fall down any second, but yeah. Yeah. The, the shelf is put together by uh, uh, duct tape. Duct tape. Um, <laughs> But outside of that, there's uh, the Doss has got a beautiful setup, and on his right, I've noticed a notepad. I've actually left a couple of drawings in there for the future, <laughs> which you might find. But yeah, I always see a to-do list, and you've got like a circle written on the left, and then it's like ticked off as you go. And yeah, and it's really good. Like it's, I do it mentally, but I think to write it down, it's probably. Oh, well, some people might prefer to put it in their phone. Yeah, uh, I, I do both, but I think writing it down for me, with what we're trying to get after at the moment you know you're starting your business i'm starting my business trying to smash the podcast get this out to as many people as we can we're networking trying to get people involved with the show there's a lot going on so much going plus on. plus our current jobs yeah you know, which we're working into you know to pay our bills that's a lot of stuff so making sure that you're getting the things that you need to get done finished or completed uh involves some real structure and if you don't have a list or you don't have a schedule or a calendar that's actually keeping you both accountable but also when you do achieve it, it's, it's celebrating that as well. I think it can get very lost and, and that's where procrastination falls into place, which is if you don't actually have a plan or you don't have a goal, you're just kind of floating from spot to spot. Yeah, like you just mentioned before, it's 
you know, there's there's no worse feeling. Well, there's really? plenty of shitter feelings. I would say <laughs> probably wasn't the right wording, but no. Well, I, I think like an, another good thing and something I would like to talk about too is the procrastination to actually start. I think that's the hardest thing we always talk about. You know, you always hear that analogy: the h- hardest step is the first step, or getting started is the hardest part. Which I truly believe to be the case. I've noticed that when there's stuff that I want to start. I'll think about it for months or even years sometimes and wait and wait and wait. Then I shit myself because I'm like, oh, all this time's gone past and I haven't started yet. But getting started is often the hardest part. I think that's probably the number one thing that people struggle with because some of the things you mentioned before, they're all very daunting tasks, especially Mm. to begin. Like just starting your own business, that's tough. And I know you've taken steps and we'll talk about that. And there's a couple of funny stories a bit later on. We'll talk about what you've done to get that in place. But for anyone starting a business, that's huge. And I think a lot of people have ideas, business ideas or creative ideas. Let's go with creative because a lot of people want to create something, you know, no matter what that is. But getting started is often the hardest part. We talk about after our chat uh, a couple of episodes ago, starting a podcast is fun and it yeah. sounds awesome and it is awesome. Like we love it, but it takes work and, co- and consistency and discipline to continually, one, content. Yeah whether that be getting interviews booked in or us putting together a show. Yep. And then content from a social media and marketing point of view. And on top of that, trying to stay up to date with what's yeah. going on in the world yeah. um, and, and make ourselves sound, trying to make our <laughs> life here sound at least a little bit entertaining or you know yeah. not so boring. But it's the meat and potatoes, which Matt Tankard and yeah. Eddie talked about a couple of episodes ago. As much as starting a podcast or starting a band or starting a business or a side hustle, as much as it sounds amazing, like think of, all right, I want to start a, I want to start a band with my mates. You're out having a few beers, you're pr- probably a few deep, and one of the boys goes, boys, I reckon we could start a band. Yeah. I'll play guitar, you play bass. D, you'd be a fantastic drummer. Thanks, mate. Why don't we, you know, the motherfuckers. Let's, you know. <laughs> let, let. <laughs> Can you quickly explain that? <laughs> I caught ex- you off guard there. Please explain that to the uh, audience. Well, last, last week, our interview with uh, BT, the great Brian Taranto. If you haven't listened to that, episode 54, Sex, Drugs and Rock and Roll T-shirts. So, great name. So Brian basically is the king. He even kind of mentioned that. The king of Australian merchandise when it comes to, yeah. to music and entertainment here in Australia. And we did a bit of research, BT, before, and we were on the old Google and we got to YouTube and we came across an interview back in 2012. It might have been at a music festival, which BT provides a lot of the merchandise for. And a young fellow, obviously up and coming, starting his own little YouTube channel. It might be big now, I'm not sure. But he asked a question about BT to BT. How do I get a T-shirt printed for a band, let's say? And, and, and let's just say BT seemed like he probably wasn't in the mood that day. No, not at all. And I, and I hope BT's listening to this because we laughed ahead off. BT basically just goes, say you got a band and they're called the motherfuckers. <laughs> And then they want to get motherfuckers printed on the t-shirt. That's how we do it. So that was the reference. There probably wasn't much point. And I've sworn many times now, which yeah. I'm feeling a bit guilty about. No, One can't. thing you've noticed is I'm swearing more on the podcast. You are, because I watched that video you put together a couple months ago, which was like a bloopers reel from our first episode, which is very funny. We should put that up again, because I enjoy that video. So do I. And I'm swearing heaps, but... Naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty. But Dos was the one actually in that video telling me off for swearing. He's like, come on, we don't need to swear. Now, I think, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but I've stopped dropping the bombs. I've turned uh, heel. As often. I've turned heel. You've turned heel. You've, You've gone baby face. Yeah, which is strange, because... It's unlike us. Yeah, yeah. And I hate big baby face. <laughs> but back to back to the analogy of starting a band with your mates. As yeah, you so <laughs> we really went off track there, didn't we? But it's, it's easy to want to start a band and talk about it in that moment. Then you've got to practice. Yeah. You've got to find time to get together to actually, whether it's write the music, practice what you sound like together. Then you've got, got to have someone who's trying to find the gigs for you. Then you've yeah. got, when you get the gigs finally booked, then you've got to cart the gear to the venue. Then you've got to set up, play the gig. There might be no one there. Then pack it all up, get in the van, not get home till maybe one, two in the morning. And then do it all again the next week. You're not on stage at Rod Laver Arena playing in front of 40,000. Like, we often talk about Doss. When the Australian Open's on every yeah, year. Yeah, this is a good one. You know, Doss, he loves this. I love tennis. always played it as a junior. But you always had a laugh and said, Doss would be the type of bloke who he loves. Only uh, plays in Australia. I only play in Australia because the home crowd, you know, the atmosphere, having all of the entire nation behind me. But when it came to the rest of the, the ATP Monte Carlo, tour, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not around. No. I'm not nearby. No. Probably just stuck here still in Melbourne. <laughs> But that is, that's not reality. Yeah. It's hard to do that shit. And the meat and potatoes, which is doing the hard stuff yeah. consistently, that's what people don't see and they don't actually understand until they're in it. 
Well, it comes to procrastination. I mean, like you said, we know how much work goes into it and we know roughly how much time we have to put into editing, to videos, to subtitles, to content, to, you know, all these aspects, to networking, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then at the start, so today we'll finish recording this episode and then we'll look at each other and go, now we've got a mountain of work to get through to get all this ready and done, ready for the week. A mild hill. Huh? A mild Mountain. Hill. Mountain. Everest uh, to climb. And <laughs> yeah, mild hill. But... That's the meat and potatoes, like you said, and that's easy then to procrastinate and, you know, not get started. But, you know, that's that's the thing. I know so many people have these great ideas and they just never start because, you know, you told me about that interview with Jack Post. Maybe you can elaborate on that shortly, but it's like everybody kind of assumes that it's easy and they've got it and, and it's just going to take off like wildfire. But all of these success stories, and that's something I've learned from our interviews with some of the people we've spoken to, is they, they like Brian, he did all the hard work, swept the floors, the shitty jobs before it got to the glamorous stuff. Greg talked about too, like doing four or five shows a day, hours and hours well, on end, well, packing was, it all down. He was a roadie before that. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, that's the thing. It's not, they didn't just come out and suddenly they were who they are and all these people and that's sort of part of it. So it's, yeah. I, I love saying it, I think I've said it before, but paying your dues. Yeah. You got to pay your dues before you actually make it. And like, I relate that back to me and I, I briefly mentioned it with BT, but... I wanted to work in footy. I was a battler type footballer. I couldn't play. I wanted to play AFL. Couldn't quite make it. Um, what was the next best thing? Work in footy. Yeah. Right, I want to work in the AFL. So I was working in the VFL from 12 years of age. Unpaid or if there was anything, maybe getting paid a canteen voucher or yeah. 100 bucks. Petrol money, yeah. Petrol money. Maybe a couple of VFL grand final tickets I got one year, which I was quite Rapsy. upset about. Um, <laughs> knowing that, all right, I'm going to pay my dues and I'm going to do all the, all the shitty jobs to start. Worked my way up and I started doing some cool stuff, started yeah. looking after a lot of their social media and, and their marketing. And then it became more of an operations role and I was doing some, you know, pretty, I guess you could say high-end op- match day operations yeah. and midweek operations. And then you, I got it. Like I got to the AFL, like I, I got a job at St Kilda. Uh, meanwhile, it was washing jumpers and cleaning footy boots, but you got to do the crap before you get to the top. And a lot of people get to that bit and they go, oh, this isn't what I thought it yeah. was. And then they stop. It's not that you're not there yet. It's just going to take a bit more time. Exactly. I, I actually, I don't want to discourage people. I actually really want to encourage people. And, and the thing that we always talk about and we've talked about on the podcast before is comparison. And it's so easy to compare ourselves with those that we aspire to be like or what we hope, you know, end goal. You and I can look at ourselves as a podcast and we know kind of what our end goal would be and who we're interviewing and who we're talking to and how many people are downloading, all that kind of stuff. We're doing really well for what we've done, for where we were a year ago, all that kind of stuff. But it's looking back and being, like we say, smelling the roses and being happy with what you've actually done so far. You know, not comparing yourself always with the top or your future self. It's comparing yourself, okay, this is where we were. I always like to look back. This is where we were a year ago or this is where I was a year ago and this is where I've got. You just got to chug away, don't you? Can you share your fitness analogy or your, I guess, body yeah. analogy, that which you spoke about last night, which I thought was really powerful? Yeah, well, that's a thing, mate, and I, and I sort of had it for a little bit later on in the show. Oh, sorry. No, 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 it's good because it's Cause good. It relates. To, yeah, yeah, it relates, so we'll, it will tie in nicely to what we're about to talk about, but we're talking about it's okay to be angry at situations and, and what's going on. Like, we don't want to be Mr. Positive 100% of the time. I'm saying Doss and I don't want to be Mr. Positive because we can all run around and pretend everything's great and we're always happy and all that kind of stuff, but to me, it's very fake. I think there's a lot of power in feeling your negative emotions, your emotional moments when you're sad or depressed or lonely or angry whatever it may be i think isolated yeah it's good to feel that it's really good to feel that it's like i was listening to something the other day like somebody talking about getting over a divorce he decided instead of drinking himself and not feeling the pain i'm going to absorb all this pain now like three months of hell i'm just going to feel every single emotion happy sad angry whatever and then i come out of it a lot better while the woman he got divorced with did all that party quickly drink take the mind off it get past all that and then the pain stayed and kept going so that's it, that's tough yeah, yeah so that's the thing it's like now if you actually feel it early it helps you so the body thing that i was talking about is it's okay for me to look at pictures of how i was and actually see okay i've probably let myself go a bit to where i was at my peak and I'm like that would upset me so instead of looking at my body and getting really or being mr positive oh it's still good or it's still you know, it's still okay or acceptable. I look back at my peak and I'm like, far out, that's where I was at. This is what I want to get to. So that fuels me. Mm. You know, it's using that anger or that annoyance or that disappointment in yourself instead of sugarcoating it 
and pretending everything's okay, using that fuel to be like, okay, this is where I was. That was me. I proved that I can do it. Now I'm going to fuel myself and go again. Well, I was, and the reason why I, it was actually probably more the different point to it, which you're not comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. You are your own inspiration. You are your own motivation. Like it's your, all right, what do I want to look like? Well, here's a photo of me from so many years ago. Mm. I want to look, I want to look like that again. I get back to that. Yeah. You know, and not necessarily you know celebrating the win that you do get yourself like if you reach that and then you're on instagram and you look at another bloke who's looking yeah. chiseled and yeah. absolutely perfect oh i'm not there yet but yeah. you, you are there exactly. you know even though you're not looking like dos yet um <laughs> you're, you're up to your own standard no i'm a very sloppy rig at the moment <laughs> no exactly mate i think it's a really good point the, the comparison thing's really tough and i think it ties everything we're talking about in today like that whole constant comparison with other people is what makes us procrastinate because we all think that we deserve to be at this level like you said you have to pay your dues like you have to put in that time and that effort to get to that level i will say and and say you are i don't know yet we haven't spoken about our goals more recent times but Mm. if one of yours is fitness i have to say the snacking has to stop. Oh God, here we go. I got home. This is. On, this is okay. I got home on uh, Monday. We did. We did our weekly shop on on a Friday. Let's say, got home on a Sunday or a Monday. It might have been Sunday night. You know, we do eat pretty. We do eat very healthy. We do in the Dos and D house. And we exercise a lot. We do every single day. Well, you do a lot more so than Dos, but yes, I'm um, glad you said that. Yeah, I'll own up to that. But I get home and uh, the shop before we bought a few snacks, healthy snacks, a few rice cakes, a bit of bread. We can have some peanut butter on the bread or, or Vegemite, what have you. Get home and only a few days after the, sh- the shop, there's no rice cakes left. And uh, the, there's about three pieces of bread left, uh, including the crust, which is the worst part. That's a lie because I like crust. So I ate the crust first. So that's a lie. You've been caught out. No, I, I, I think there was crust in that loaf. Just want to say, calm down on the snacking. <laughs> Thanks, man. I love how I love how we're so nice to each other during the week, and as soon as we get the opportunity to yeah. vent on a podcast, it comes out. I, I want to give everybody a great tip right now. If you're listening, this is an awesome, awesome snack. I've discovered this myself. You know, I love mushrooms. You don't love mushrooms so much, so there's no guilt in me eating, demolishing, going through the mushrooms. So we no. buy the sliced mushroom in a packet, big you, pack. Well, we've gone bigger because D, the small packs, D was just demolishing. If you get a little bit of peanut butter and smudge it on the mushrooms. Beautiful. Can you taste Mother's the milk. mushroom? Like, can you only taste the peanut butter? Uh, no, you can taste the mushroom. We don't. Sm- okay, well, when Dos when Dos uses peanut butter, bloody hell! Like Dos said to me one day, we we put in some toast, and he said, "I'll have peanut butter." And he said, "Make sure, make sure you go hard on the peanut butter." So I thought I put a, a decent amount, more than normal. And Dos has a look at it. He goes, "Mate, I told you to smother it." So Dos makes the next <laughs> lot. Dos goes and makes the next lot of toast, and he comes out, and the peanut butter is like piling up on itself. Like I've never seen so much peanut butter in my life. So. I'm glad you brought that up because I've just, yeah, returned serve. Uh, no, that's a fair call. I, uh, it's, it's healthy fats. I, I love my healthy fats and I like it. I like peanut butter. I like it a lot. I like this next point and I've gotten a lot better at it. Okay. Is Hit me. Pretending to be busy. And, yes, I love this one. And I probably am going to share a, like a bit of a, my own experience with this. And this is what I got out of that podcast the other day. I can't remember. There was like four different types of procrastination. I can't remember the specific name of this one, but he basically said, you're creating more jobs that aren't as important as the ones that yeah. you need to get done, but you still want to feel like you're achieving. There's say there's three jobs, the top of the list, you've got to get them done. I need to get these three things done to get to where I want to go, whether it's in my business, my health, whatever it is. But instead of going for the run or going to a food shop or, or instead of making those five phone calls that you need to make, I'm going to create bullshit yeah. tasks that I need to, that I can yeah. do to fill the time to get to the end of the day and go, oh, well, I didn't quite get to it, but I got these four other things done. I cleaned up my computer desktop. I sent these few emails that probably didn't really need to get sent, but I sent those. Mm. I edited this video, even though I really should have been doing this. I've done that quite a lot and I'm getting a lot better at it in terms of prioritizing the list. Again, coming back to that stair analogy versus the escalator, getting the most important things done on your to-do list So that later on, you're the one reaping the rewards. The bloke who takes the escalator, who doesn't do those three tasks, who doesn't make those five phone calls, in a year's time, he's still in the same spot or that fair bit above because I've made those phone calls, done those tough things and business or whatever my health thought, whatever it is, it's thriving. It's, that's the best way to put procrastination to me is when you actually scale it out over a long period of time. So like a year, and I said this to one of my friends once, we're talking about putting out a video. 
So imagine a lot of people that create videos, they always think, oh, this is the one that's going to explode and then suddenly I have a vlog every day and I'm being watched by millions and I'm making money and all the sponsors want me. The thing is, if you put out one video, you've got one chance for it to explode under your analogy and you can spend the whole life, and I used to see this in working with dad and the businesses, they would never release their products because they're like, I've got to make it perfect, I've got to make it perfect, this is the one. If you put out one video every week for an entire year, that gives you 52 chances, 52 chances for that video to explode, right? There's no guarantee it would, but one chance versus 52, there's a huge difference. Plus it shows consistency, which we're going to talk about shortly. So going back to your point, being busy for the sake of being busy, that's something I struggle with. I, I do it all the time. Like, like I need to tick off these things and you can waste so much time. But if you get those meat and potatoes done every single day or every single week and you smash that out over and over and over, over a year's time, suddenly you've got all this content. It's like our show. It's like we talk about this all the time. We couldn't go after guests after episode three or four and suddenly expect them to come on our show because there's no consistency there. Yeah. We put in week in, week out, keep getting it done. And then, like we say, every single time we release a podcast, it gives us a new opportunity to, quote unquote, explode or get new followers or impact somebody's life or whatever it may be. I think of the quote by, might have been Bruce Lee, but I fear not the man who yes, I love who practiced 10,000 kicks once. Yes. I fear the man who practiced one kick 10,000 times. Yes. It's what, a great quote. Rather than put one video out or hoping that that one kick or that one practice, that one video is going to explode you, practice that one kick 10,000 times. Mm. Put it out once a week or put it out once a month. By getting that volume out there, it's going to give you more opportunity. It's gonna, it's gonna, uh, well, think about it. If I'm buying a Tatsalotto ticket, I've got more of a chance if I buy 50 tickets rather than one ticket. Of course. Don't I? It's yeah. simple. Yeah. Like, it's simple mathematics. It's mathematics. And that's yeah. something we're both not great at. No. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I like this analogy too, like the being held back one. And this is something I used to really learn from my from my dad was that, you know, we all have reasons not to do things. This is the number one thing for procrastination for me. It's like we can always make an excuse to procrastinate. There's always a reason why today is not the best day to start because, oh, I'm getting over this heartbreak or this is happening in the world or I'm really busy or I have to visit somebody whatever it may be there's millions of reasons why not to get started but dad used to always drill into me and other people you know today's the best day to start just get started just start you know don't wait for everything to be perfect because there'll never be a perfect time there never is it's just about getting started because that's that hard step get started work out the rest later you know you and i are big on planning but you can plan until the cows come home you can plan and plan and plan at some stage you need to just bang go and right. I, I want to encourage that for people yeah and i love that you've done that it's so important because everyone has something they want to achieve yeah you know and, and there probably is a few people listening that if they were really honest with themselves they probably are procrastinating without them even really knowing yeah like they know they want to do that thing or they want to achieve that goal or look that certain way or whatever it is if they're really honest with themselves they know deep down that they're not doing what they really should be doing and they're avoiding the hard shit. And I'm really glad you said goals in that because we've been talking about creative stuff or businesses. It doesn't have to be big. It can just be goals. Like you said, like that's the thing. I would love to, the one thing I want to encourage every single person listening, whatever comes to your mind, something is probably coming to your mind. Oh, I wish I started learning, say learning the guitar or learning a language or fitness or reading a book or something bigger. Start. Today's the best day. I'm encouraging you, but I'm challenging you right now. If you're listening and there's something coming to your mind, start today. I don't care if you're listening to this one in the morning. Start now. Do something towards it. I challenge. Love I love that. So there's a challenge to everybody. But before we move on, we've got a less kind of serious talking point. Well, maybe it is a little bit more serious. So we've just encouraged people to get started. And Doss, I'm not sure how much you want to say, but Doss has started a, a new business venture. He's doing really well. And I can say this because I've seen it he works bloody hard like every single night he's doing something towards it so i've seen him work towards it so firstly i want to acknowledge you and, Thanks, I, and that's sincere by the way Thank i'm not you. taking I, it i'm not setting you oh, up no. i'm <laughs> setting you up i'm not setting you up so i, pr I appreciate and that. here's a great tip so we love investing but there's that sort of outside the box investing in yourself and dos took the leap he wanted to start a business what's the best way to start a business where you can do business courses or you can go and actually talk to somebody that's done it has already been through that path and can actually help accelerate that process so Doss has gone to a business coach I think you've mentioned this on the show and that's really helped Doss get started and get the process rolling so Doss once a week has a coaching call <laughs> with his coach to keep you know to keep Doss accountable and make sure he's on the right path and show him what to do next now Doss said to me I think it was I can't remember what day of the week it was but I knew he had a coaching call at about seven in the morning and normally they typically last for about an hour 
So I wake up and I've checked my phone at 7.30 and I can't hear Doss. I'm like, oh, it must be, must be intense. Like he must be listening. And it goes to quarter to eight. Still haven't heard Doss. I get up to uh, take a whiz, which is right next to Doss's room. I don't hear Doss. The lights are off. What happened, mate? <laughs> Slipped right through the old alarm. <laughs> I just I looked at my phone and um, I just had, yeah, my coach Lockie, he just got two messages. One, from in- one on Instagram, one a text message from his number. Are you getting on the call, mate? Question mark. And then the Instagram was, are you jumping on? Question mark. And by that stage, it was, you know, 10 past eight. The call was at seven. So I completely missed it. I messaged him saying, mate, I'm so sorry. I slept in. And he goes, nah, I thought that. He goes, don't worry, mate. It's all good. We, it happens sometimes. And, and I rescheduled with him. So. He's a, Doss is a serial offender of the old sleep in. Uh, I, I, I won't need it, you know. No, I, you can. Go for it. I'm just, I no, I was going to say, I can't remember what episode it was, but we talked about this once before. In the early days of film, of, of doing this show, very early days, I used to drive down to Doss's house quite early. I think at the time, Sunday mornings or Friday mornings, if we were even taking Fridays off yet. And I used to drive down and normally be about nine in the morning that I'd get. And I'm, I'm always early, aren't I? I'm always... You're very punctual. If you're not five minutes early, you're five minutes late. That's, I believe that. Park outside Doss's house, nine in the morning. And when you look up and the lights aren't on, you start to worry. And then you check Facebook. Because normally I used to text him, hey, mate, leaving. I'll be about an hour. Then you check Facebook. And Doss hasn't been active for six hours. And that's a scary number because six hours suggests he was up late. Because that takes you to about three, two, three in the morning. So you're like, uh-oh. Jeez. You check Instagram. Doss, first thing he does in the morning, not anymore, but used to, straight on Instagram, has it been cited? I'm like, uh-oh, this is not good. So there was a couple times where I'd, uh, I'd, I'd be ringing, ringing. For 15 minutes, I'd be ringing, and he doesn't answer his phone because he's put his phone in another room to try and sleep. So Doss is a serial offender of the sleeping. Yeah, I'm not great. I, and I even had a couple of instances over the last few weeks. Slept in and then late for work, and I actually mm. got pulled up at work. And, and this is also, to more of a serious note, and this is something I want to, you know, I, I want to really share is taking responsibility and, and owning your mistakes. Like, as much as I love having a laugh and I, and I do do it, sometimes I'll sleep in. I'm trying my best to, to get better at it. But, you know, I was late to work a few times, and to be pulled up on that, two or three minutes, not very late. But to me and my standards and what their expectations are of me as a leader in the company, like, you're better than that, Wade. I was like, come on, like you got to lead the way for the younger guys that are, you know, we're trying to teach in your and your training. And I remember I just felt a bit embarrassed. You're rocking up late, and it happened a couple of times in a row. And I, oh, what, what is going? My alarm wasn't going off. Literally, I was like, why is it? And I had a, the volume of the alarm was turned down to nearly zero, so it wasn't literally going off. But it, I remember just going like, this isn't what I. This is not the standard that I should be setting, especially going down the venture that I want to now, which is helping young men. You know, coaching young men, I guess, find more passion, purpose, health and happiness. Like, they're the four words I want to emphasise when I'm trying to, to help these young guys. I wasn't living up to those myself. So, I just wanted to say, own up to it, which I've owned up to you it. You did. You did own up to it, which is very good. I think one of the other points we actually had on procrastination that I've got here, it's like, and this is kind of what you've just been talking about. Procrastination is normal. Being uninspired is normal. Being discouraged is normal. Like, all those three areas are actually normal. The occasional sleep in is probably normal i've slept in before we've all made that mistake but it's it's like you said it's owning up to it and well done thank you <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on i think to another point that has been very relevant to us this week consistency and mm. that follows on very nice from procrastination and we've you know we won't spend much on this because we've we've basically covered it in talking about procrastination but that whole consistency aspect is just so important isn't it whenever you're trying to no matter what you're doing goal setting projects whatever i love consistency is key well, we're creatures of routine. Like, that's what we love. Uh, I know I am. Like, I love uh, repetition. I love things to be... When things aren't in routine for you, you don't feel right. I do. Like, and I said that on the podcast a few weeks ago. When we first moved in here, I was it was foreign. It was mm. new. We didn't have everything in the house. And I felt a bit lost. Yeah. And when things aren't, in, I guess, in place the way Dossie likes them... <laughs> uh, you know, I can get a bit flustered, as you know, it can get a bit demanding. Uh, yes, yes, Doss is very demanding. Yeah, I, I apologise for that. I've slowly worked out today, Doss has a bit of road rage, don't I? Or, yeah. What's yeah. with that? It's bizarre. So Doss gets so frustrated by other people on the roads. And I'm not an aggro or an no, agitated person but, walking but in the street. So Friday mornings is when we go and do our weekly shop at Audi. Fantastic. Mm. And we were in the car park and another car was coming around the corner not at any speed. And Josh just goes... Disagree. Oh, there was I, some I speed. 
Okay, but I don't think it was super fast. But just goes, fuck, slow down, mate. Uh, did I swear? Yeah. Disappointing. <laughs> and it's just everything on the road. Just it just, just gets agitated. And he gets agitated by little things like the tanning incident. That agitated you? Yeah, we haven't spoken about that. Do you want to share that? Oh, you share it. Oh, uh, well, I was uh, quickly, I was laying in bed trying to read my book and I just kept hearing this. <laughs> That's a bit of an example. Imagine that happening every, say, 15 seconds. And I was like, what is that For noise? only a five-minute period. Oh, it was longer. Ten. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes <laughs> oh you know when you can hear a sound and you're trying your very hardest not to focus on it well that's all i could bloody hear so every i was waiting for it the next time it went off again <laughs> oh and then i knocked on them and said what are you doing in there d and you're like i'm tanning it's like <laughs> oh so i went back in my room and then it was still going on and i thought i was so my, my blood was boiling i don't know why i think because i must have had a shit sleep and i was a bit agitated and i wasn't very patient that night no and, you weren't and you came out of the room came into my room and said Mate, what was that? Like, I just went off. I said, mate, what are you doing? Like, what? I, I, wasn't I, was, I was just confused. I was genuinely confused. I was like, sorry, mate. I, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Because I tried to be respectful. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then it was just, good night. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. It's like, well, but yeah, what, what, where, where, what were we talking about? <laughs> Consistency. Consistency. Sorry, we lost our train of thought. We, we have. We're, we're going to cut. I'm going to leave this part in, but I'm going to cut out the last couple of minutes. We just went really off track because I sh- you should never check your phone during uh, recording. <laughs> I checked my phone. There was an interesting message, and I'm like, Doss, look at this. Uh, and for anyone that's got dirty thoughts, I'm looking at the camera. I'm looking at you, the listener, the viewer. It was business-related, so LinkedIn, so get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah. So anyway, go back to consistency, and I love that analogy. And, and I actually, well, this has actually worked out well. So this is something we've... Like we said, we've been networking a lot on LinkedIn lately. Something I really actually have started to enjoy. At first, I'm, do you get nervous like when you message people you don't really know? and you? Uh, yes and no. I, I, you can relate it to anything like going to approach someone. I'm trying to think like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Like, uh, I, but I do get nervous. I get nervous. Like when I ring someone that I haven't spoken to for the first time, like I always get a bit, yeah. Oh, for sure. I do, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same with LinkedIn when you're re- reaching out. But here's something for anyone that is in the creative space or business space is LinkedIn is the world's greatest secret. You get, like we were told ages ago, get on it and it's great. We've got some awesome guests coming up in the following weeks, but one of the people I was talking to on LinkedIn actually acknowledged us without knowing us. And one of the things that she said is that, congratulations on getting to 54 episodes most people don't make it past 10 for you and i when we talk about our podcast it's just normal each week we do it we smash it out we don't ever question it it's just friday's the day we do it if we don't have an interview booked in you and i will we'll come up with a concept and we'll talk it's just something we've done we've never ever thought release one then we'll release one when we next think about it but it's rhythm it's rhythm and it shows though people really respect consistency i think it just shows that you're reliable and that you're mm. passionate. And we do it because we want to. I mean, if we hated doing this, we obviously wouldn't keep doing it each week. And it shows credibility in what you're doing. Like yeah. for someone who, to reach out to someone, you know, off the cuff, you don't know them, you might have a couple of connections, but for the example of trying to get a guest on the show, mm. they don't know you, you don't know them really. But even though neither of you really know each other that well, us, we've got credibility behind us from a sense of there's 54 episodes sitting there, there's whether it's a social media account or X, Y, and whatever the other. Like, mm. there's the credibility there. If you were to reach out to someone, they can look at you and go, oh, actually, they have, you know, half a century worth of podcasts that they've done. They've obviously worked hard at it. Maybe it could be a good platform for me to be involved with and jump on. Oh, it sounds like we're it sounds it, like we're talking, like, blowing smoke up our ass. And no, 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 it's not about that. that because no. it's nothing to do with the quality of the product, by the way. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. We're talking about consistency. So it's showing that at least you're passionate enough and you're reliable. So if you reach out to someone, you're probably not going to, at the last minute, say, oh, by the way, we can't do it now. We don't want to do it now. Or we've changed direction or we're going to stop. It shows people putting their names to something. Like, you want to align yourself with consistency. Mm. I, I do with... I mean, go back to the business coach analogy. You're not going to align yourself with a coach that you know, comes out and says, hey, I'm a business coach now. And, you know, and, and every six months they post on social media and they've had a client three years ago and one client one year ago. And there's no consistency. Your business coach posts every single day and you followed him, but you didn't invest with him probably, I don't know how two, many years. Two years. Two years. But you followed him and you, that consistency showed it. So again, like I'm encouraging people, like again, first thing is to start, whatever that is. The second thing is to be consistent. Like we say, like when it comes to fitness, it's not fun. Like maybe the first week is fun and then it gets hard. And suddenly when the weather's crap and it's cold outside or it's, or it's hot outside and you have to keep going and you have to run again. And, you know, and then you finish that run and you think 48 hours, I've got to do it again. 
but again, it's a it's a meat and potatoes, isn't it? I just thought of another analogy, which was from that same podcast. It was comparing a cow and a, and a buffalo. So say there's a big storm coming. I can't remember where the guy was from, but there's a cow and a buffalo. Big herd. Certainly not Australia. <laughs> <laughs> no so, buffaloes here. No, nah, certainly not Australia. And it was when a storm is coming, massive storm, like they can see it on the horizon. The cow will run away from the storm, try and run away. The storm's going to catch up. A buffalo will run the opposite way and run through the storm, copying whatever is coming at them in that storm. It's going to be shitty and not very nice, but they're running so hard through it. Before you know it, they're out of it. Yeah. And then the storm is now going towards the cows and it's going to keep going that way. Yeah. Run at the storm. Yeah. Like run at it. I love that. Break through it. Like, yeah, hey, cop it. Like you said before with the guy you've been talking to and about his divorce, like feel it, mm. embrace it. Don't suppress it. Don't, don't not acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Look at it, feel it, take it on and know that this shall pass. And, yeah. and I love that. But yeah, be the, be the buffalo, run at the storm. There's a great quote. And this is a, again, and we've used a lot of quotes and analogies today, but this is one of, you know, this has always stuck with me. It's that, it's a warrior one where it's, you know, the devil whispers in the warrior's ear, you can't withstand the storm. And the warrior replies, I am the storm, you know, and that's kind of the same analogy. It's like just going, it's like taking it on board, embracing it. In the running analogy, embracing the cold. That's how I, uh, we've talked about our fitness journeys millions of times, but that's how you get through it. You embrace that. It mm. becomes your fuel. We'll talk about positive and negative attitude now. Like, again, it's embracing that, embracing the negative stuff and fueling you to keep going. And one of your, you know, really good habits at the moment too, which you smashed a book in like a week, didn't you? Ambulance Required. That's not the real name of the book, <laughs> so don't don't go and... You know, book depository, search emails required, because that's not what it's called. It's the Eddie Maguire biography. Is that right? It is, yeah. Not written by him, but yeah. But actually, it actually is my book as well. It uh, is your book. Well, that's a great thing about this bookshelf that we've had since we last did a podcast together. The bookshelf is behind me and we filled it up probably half and half with each other's books. And Doss actually said to me last night, mate, what's on that bookshelf is yours just as much as in mine. Yeah, um, it's true. Until we leave the house and I think it'll be every man and his dog fighting yeah. for it. But well, you, well, you, well, you picked up Nick, you, you thought, oh, what book's next? And may I awesome. say, the last two books you've picked up are mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of thought of it this way. Well, I need to read your books now before I lose access to them again. Yeah. But uh, Ambulance Required, Eddie Maguire. <laughs> why, why, why are we calling it Ambulance Required? <laughs> Required. That's why. <laughs> That's why, is it? That's why. Uh, you guys probably just heard that. Um, so go to YouTube and look up. This is stupid. Look up the footy show 2010 intro. This is silly. No, nah, it's funny. But but you are. You're doing really well with your reading. Thanks, mate. I actually heard, heard D uh, in his room the other night. I heard him singing. I was like, what are you singing? And uh, that tune you just heard, that's what, he was doing a Snapchat and uh, and singing that song, Ambulance. Ambulance, Rick, yes, singing it to the boys. Speaking of singing, you've had a great week in the shower. I have. One thing I love about Doss, and I've always loved this about Doss, is Doss, when he sings, he just, he has to harmonise. Mm. So Doss is always an octave above. Whatever you know, the song whatever is. Whatever the song is. So I love being in the car with Doss. I love that you've noticed that. I, I no, love no, 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 because you know what? When I'm at work by myself, I've you been do doing it. this for ages, when I'm at work by myself and the radio's on and the song comes on and I'm singing it to myself, now I always have to, and I'm not a great singer, but I have to sing an octave above because, and I always think of you and oh. I can see, your, I can picture your face and the way you sing it, even on, the, even on the guitars. That's like, sweet. We, we, did a, uh, we did a lovely rendition of Take Me Home Country Roads a few weeks ago now. Mm. And now when I hear, and because Doss had a croaky throat, you guys would have heard. Very sexy. Yeah, very sexy. I tell you what, if you want to pick up chicks, croaky throat. Okay. Always. COVID. Yeah, get it. Uh, that's what I learned a few years ago when my voice carked it. But anyway, we were singing uh, Take Me Home Country Roads and because Doss couldn't hit the high notes, he went low. So he went an octave below. Mm. And now when I hear the song, all I can hear is your rendition. Yeah. So why did you bring up me singing? Why is, uh... Is, uh, the other n- well, you were singing One Direction, which I love. I love a bit of 1D. And it was just getting blasted. So I think we talked about this in Matt. Yeah, but I could hear it from... As soon as I kind of entered the apartment block building... Did I you could, really? Yeah, I could hear uh, you and me... Got a whole lot of history. History. And I was trying to sing along too. And I was screaming it into the bathroom and you couldn't hear me. No. I didn't know you were home actually. I'd love a sing in the shower. Yeah, well, the, sh- the bathroom is an interesting place because um, the other thing that we can hear very, very clearly is the uh, power of the urination. <laughs> <laughs> As Dickie Carsterson used to love saying, it's working. <laughs> I'll elaborate on that. I shared a, 
when we kind of first moved in, D actually he he complimented my stream and the, <laughs> and the heavy flow that that it was. It's just loud and it's loud. It's loud. It's powerful. It? Yeah, it's powerful. And yeah, D went. Yours is so loud. I said, mm. yeah. My, it's been like it must have been like that. There's no whole, blockage. No, it must have been like that my whole life because my dad used to always go. You know, from when I was a kid, just as a little joke, oh, it's working, you know? And, and then now, every time I'm taking a waz, I just hear D, it's working, mate, you know? And the funny thing is, the other morning I went for a piss, and I, this is what the podcast we come to, we're talking about pissing, but uh, <laughs> people find this mildly entertaining. I went to take a piss a couple of mornings ago, and now it's, this has put me off, my morning piss, because <laughs> I'm trying to piss in peace, and Doss is laughing his head off from the other room, well, because it wasn't, it didn't have the same... Stream power, it? Uh, yeah, it must be filtered. Yeah, it's like you're trying to send me a message or a signal, like we stop, you know, we stop again. Like, it's <laughs> it's like the water filter you brought today. Yours is like without a filter, just stream, yeah. like a waterfall, Heavy mine's flow. Just filtered. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's healthier. Ridiculous. Speaking of urine, no, the walls must be very thin because <laughs> the like in my room, why am I whispering? Because the guy uh, next door yeah. can't hear us, but, can. yeah, the bloke next door, his bathroom must be on my against my wall. Every morning, every night. You can hear it? I can just hear... <laughs> that's trying to be a sound of wee into the toilet. But he also has a heavy flow too. You should yell out. It's working, mate. Yeah, yeah it's working. It's working. It's working, mate. Yeah, so anyway, there I always have a positive attitude when it comes to wee. You do. Speaking of... And this would be... I don't know why. I was just thinking of the colour yellow because of all this. I was driving out the... Sh- uh, we were driving out the street last week to get our groceries. Doss comes around the corner and starts accelerating with some serious pace. And I'm looking at the lights in front of us. At this stage, not far, only 50 to 70 metres ahead of us. And he is accelerating towards a yellow light that's about to turn red. And I was yelling, Doss, it's yellow, it's yellow, it's yellow. You know those moments when you're just like in a bit of a daze? That's Mm. what that was. Mm. It was, I I probably wasn't completely aware. Thank goodness I had you to to say that because... I'll tell you you who's thankful they had me. was a bloke that's about to cross the road. (laughs) that, That was... Yeah, we digress. Yeah, we digress. Well, all right, we'll go back to something serious and then we'll do a bit more silliness and wrap this up. But another thing we really wanted to talk about this week that's been relevant to us is, we've touched on it a bit already, is a positive and negative attitude and the difference between both. I really like, you've said this a lot recently about not being Mr. Positive 24-7. It's like, again, I don't want to relate this all to the situation which we don't want to talk about, but I know a lot of people use positivity to get through it and... I want to say, I want to definitely state this is that yes, we understand that there's worse places to be in whichever area of life you are. Someone always has it worse than you, no matter what it is, putting that on the table. But I really feel it's okay to be upset and angry and frustrated. Agree. One of the biggest things I'm starting to slowly realize and believe is that, like what you just said, everyone, everyone is dealing with their own pain, some form of another. No one's feelings should be pushed aside or put under the rug because someone else might be going through something that we consider worse. Yeah. For someone that's going through their own situation here, lockdown, I hate mm-hmm. saying it, but you know, for however long we've been in it for the last two years, if someone's upset about it, which to be honest, you've probably seen me come outraged more than I ever have. Than you usually are. Than yeah. I usually am. It's okay. Yeah. And I don't want to say to someone who's trying to, encourage and and be positive to other people not to do that anymore like it's still great but i think we should never ever ignore the frustrations and feelings of someone that might be really battling i think it's so important to just acknowledge it and try and feel and understand their frustration or their their anger towards whatever it is empathize empathy is that that's the perfect word for us we know this we're lucky we got each other but venting's good it's okay to come home and rant we've done that a lot recently we'll come home and Go off for a couple of minutes and then we feel better for the night. Well, and we I can have a hot chockey and call it, an, it, call it a day. You uh, can beat me on FIFA's leads and, you know. Yeah, that, that's... We'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. But yeah, <laughs> well, you were the first person I rang when that, that second announcement kind of came about, that snap lockdown. Yeah. And I just rang you straight away and I just vented my guts. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so important to let out your frustrations. A big part of that, which I haven't been doing lately, which is journaling, mm. getting your emotions out onto paper, because unfortunately you'll then get on the road like Doss does and, and, and take let out, out your frustration out in the public. Um, <laughs> but but what I will say is you and I are definitely glass half full kind of people. I'm always, I'm an optimist, always. I'm always seeing what, what's a positive side of things or this is to come or whatever. Like, I, And I get excited about you know, opportunity rather than what's being taken away or what's being lost. So just going back to that thing, and, and this isn't COVID related. I want to say that this isn't 
this whole part is not COVID. It can be whatever it is. If you're annoyed at yourself for where you are currently because you've either been procrastinating or you've, you know, there's something that's holding you back or there's, you know, an excuse that you have, or we can always sugarcoat it by making ourselves feel better because there's, you know, another message that gets put out, you know, always love yourself, always be happy, you know, all that positivity, which of course is great in context, in context doesn't mean you should suppress those negative feelings that you're feeling if you can use them to finally go enough's enough i'm going to make a change i'm going to do this i'm going to start this and that's how this kind of ties in for me yeah like relating that back to i guess your physical appearance and where you were at you know you probably had enough you're like i'm sick of this now yeah and and that's what it can take for some people and and like that's a thing like and body image is something you and i are very big on we've spoken about it a lot but I i found a couple of ripping videos of us and photos of us back in the day d Remember, Huge. Oh, big. Yeah. Dos, yeah. big. Yeah. So, yeah, we might release those videos. I reckon we, we should. Yeah, some of them are very, very funny. But I, I think it's really important to look back at how far you've come. Yeah, like, I think so. But and what I was going to say before, and this, again, is the, the tough part because I don't want to discourage it. I truly don't mean to discourage anyone. But we can all hide behind, oh, you know, we're happy and we're healthy or we, sh- we should be happy. We should be healthy in our own skin. I truly believe that. Like, of course, we want to be confident in our own body. But like I keep saying, the flip side is it's okay if you've had enough. It's okay to say, okay, well, actually, there's a better version of myself that I would rather look like and I'm going to go for that. Totally agree. And that's why I I think looking at those old photos or videos, like for myself personally, it is that reminder to go, oh, like I don't want to be, be that again. I don't want to look like that again or feel like that again. It's uncomfortable, and a lot of us oh, we're relating it to our to our looks and, and what we what we don't want to be in terms of body image. But people can probably relate to that in business, in career, and, oh, for sure. and, and everything. Like, like I just think of what Ed Wisher, a previous guest yeah. of the show, he said. I look back at my old. He's a, he was a video. He's a video editor, a videographer, photographer, and you know, video editor. And he said I would look back at my old videos, and if I don't cringe, it means I haven't improved. Mm. Which I was like, wow, like that is spot on. I agree. I was mindful to not say I agree, but I, there's nothing else to say than I agree. Like I mean, it's so true. It's being harsh with yourself sometimes. Mm. And again, it, it's sort of these words all come under negative emotions and negative words. But if you use them properly, they're so powerful. Well. I think we've kind of said what we wanted to say and hopefully people relate. And if not, if you disagree, great. That's another great thing. Tell you what I'm looking forward to tonight. What? EPL. Soccer. It's not on tonight. Isn't it? No, it's Friday. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. QPR. Queen's Park Rangers. Two and one. And then one is a draw, not a loss. D actually flew all the way to England to watch QPR a few years ago, didn't you? Yeah. And you got punched. Yeah. Go back and listen to the Bailey Wright episode. It's on there. Another big thing. Well, the EPL, obviously. We love that. Well, we're both in an EPL fantasy uh, league. And we're both down the bottom because uh, Harry Kane didn't start. For no, or Sancho. No. Annoying. But one thing you've done, Doss is on board the crypto. And aren't you glad you are? Oh, boy, oh, boy, wowie. Ka-ching. Ka-ching. We don't need businesses because we're making enough out of that. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I'm on the train. And Bloody oath. I, I, I will board. say, toot, toot. I probably didn't do enough research myself. I had full trust in my in my friends, D and uh, Rich or Jai, and I'm licking my lips. <laughs> it's been good. It has. Been good. And uh, to tell you what, another great fact I heard during the week, they did a massive like survey in the States and they found that only 6% of American adults are actually on board crypto yet. 6% so, are? Yeah. So if, you th- if you're one of those people that, oh, I want to jump on, but I'm going to be too late. Nah, bruh, you ain't too late. <laughs> it's the way of the world. All of all, toot toot. It's the, yeah. it's the future. We're taking down the banks and the governments. They can piss off and... Starting again. Well, air fries. We've got a new friend in the house, don't we? We did. Are we, we do. Camille, thank you so Camille, much. Camille, my sister, thank you. She gifted us with a lovely new air fryer, which, boy, doesn't make a difference. We've only used it once. No. But well, we've only had it for a couple of days. Well, I'm trying to actually go a bit more vegetarian you at are. the moment. You um, are. Reading a great book called uh, The Monk Who Stole His Ferrari. <laughs> stole a Ferrari. <laughs> no. That's not. Deleting that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what we call it when we're joking around. I say, Doss, how's the. Because, uh, I don't know, again. If, if anyone's seen the UK office, there's a line that says... There he is. <laughs> the fella who nicked my job. Didn't nick it. Nah, didn't want it anymore. So I go, oh, it's a monk who stole my Ferrari. <laughs> What's the book actually called? Uh, the book's called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Yes. Not stole, sold. Thanks to Sam Crawford. Sam Crawford, a former guest of the Dawson D Show. And, uh, recommended. Founder of the monkey movement. But yeah, he recommended it. It's a great read. And, you know, some really powerful words in there. But one of them that's got me is try vegetarian a bit. Yeah. Um, I just had a lovely salad. You did. For lunch. Couldn't finish it. I bu- no, exactly. I bought some um, 
sausages this morning. Mm. Doss wanted the four bucks for that. <laughs> that was so, I felt so bad. I'm kidding. No, no it's no. totally fair. Yeah, for, I said um, that deep. I think what's going to happen, I think what's the writing on the wall for me is that we're going to drift a little bit more apart with our cooking, yeah, maybe. Yeah, me thinks. Yeah. Me thinks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other things that happened this week. Well, we're about to go and shoot some hoops, hopefully, in a minute, if, if, if the ring's still down. The weather, but, yeah, yeah because thanks, the, thank you to the Victorian government that's taken all the basketball hoops down. Thank yeah, you. Because exercise Appreciate isn't important. No, it's time. not good for your mental health. It's better just to sit inside, yeah. But anyway. uh, last well, week, we actually, we, the last two weeks, we've gone and had a, a shoot at the local, uh, the local court. It's not even a court. We found this hidden little location, little bit of concrete, and it's... Really nice, actually. Oh, it's awesome. It's got a brick wall where you can, you know, throw the ball and a bit of rebound action. Uh, we need a pump for our basketball. And we, and we need a net or a chain to yeah. hang from that ring. So um, sponsors of the show. Yeah, any sponsors are sporting. Reminds me of like yeah. Mike, you know, the chain. Yeah. yeah. Shoot it. Shoot it. But yeah, my basketball is flat, so it's got that sort of hollow mm. bounce. And then there, a young bloke came in with a, a very well-pumped basketball, and boy, oh boy, could he jump. The, Larry Bird. Yeah, Larry. Like, he um, was tall. Much taller than us. Rocked up with AirPods and sunglasses on, mm. which was already... Hey, intimidating. Mate, intimidating. And then just kind of, hey, mate. Yeah, hey, mate. How are you? And, we, and he said, oh, straight away. And it's, oh, I admire this because I wouldn't have done it at his age, which turned out to be 16. He's 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite weird loving at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And he came up to us and said, mind if I share the court? Now, I admire that, but... It's, kind of it's, it's a bit different to half an hour early when we walked past to go and there was two children there. <laughs> there was children, literally probably eight to nine years old, and Doss and I walked past, and I've hid the basketball behind my back because I was too afraid of two children to go share the court with. So we went and said, oh, well, it goes back to procrastinating. What can we do for half an hour? Let's go buy a coffee. So off we went, bought a coffee. We go, oh, they're still here. <laughs> So, we, so yeah, so we hid from children. Please say you aren't going to ask me to protect you from some children. Hmm. A bit. And eventually we plucked up the courage, two grown men, to go up and say, hey, can, we share the court? can we share the court? And they said, no, you can play us for the court. No fouls until there's blood. And <laughs> us has lost it. But um, oh. anyway, so... Well, hope, hope, hoping to go down there today oh, and there's a free court. Yeah, same. But anyway, this bloke came in. He's dunking the damn thing. <laughs> And I said, hey, I said... Oh, and he's mate, still only 16. 16. And I looked at him and I, think, I said, mate, you're hitting mate, him. what's your name? Hitting him. <laughs> 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 I'm like, he's hitting him well today. Yeah. I said, oh, mate. And I'm like, you know, how old are you? I'm like, where do you play? And he goes, well, I'm only 16, so I play at my school. I'm like, for sake. And here's the annoying part. So there's a toddler on the outskirts of the court. Comes over with his mum. Comes over with his mum. Dice had a good look at the mum. <laughs> <laughs> Comes over with the mum. We, being the nice fellas we are and we loved being included by the older kids when we were young yeah so Doss says you know come on have a shoot so he did yeah I said I said what's your name I can't remember doesn't matter might have been Liam doesn't matter sorry and it, mate first shot he got in yeah he got in and we Doss and I are playing around the world he can't can't get past our game got abandoned in the end because we're like this is embarrassing it's taking go. too long and then the annoying part is we left and then this 16 year old Hey mate, come on, come share the court. And we look like the bad guys. Yeah, wasn't wasn't happy with that. Speaking of uh, cougars, what happened in Coles? Oh, safe oh well, when we bought those lovely plants, got headhunted. Well, I, I paid for my. I wasn't. Uh, I had my own plants to buy for my room. You didn't want to uh, chip into those, so I. Um, so I was, yeah. So I paid for the community ones. <laughs> <laughs> the ones we both get to enjoy. The ones that you guys are enjoying behind me. Yeah, you pay for those, but I was like, I was staring out the front. I'm like, it's taking a while to go back and pick a plant. It's remote. Thinking, geez, he's taking a while. And I ring him, still no answer. And then I just see him walk back from behind the plants. And um, he goes, mate, I've just been talking to these two older women. We go, what? He goes, yeah, I was just flirting with them, talking I, about the plants. No, that is a lie. There was no flirting. I, was, I, I, did, I did not say I was flirting with them. I just said, <laughs> I was walking past, and this is what happened. There was two sort of older ladies, and they obviously could see that it's not my natural habitat, unlike Mr. Doss. He comes over and tells everyone else what to, what to buy. Yeah, well, so, I, I do work in horticulture. Yeah. yeah, 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 we know that. So does every woman in the bar these days. Uh, yeah. I work in horticulture. So I walked past, and they, they could see I was a bit lost, and they said, oh, you're, looking at, you're just admiring the plants. I said, no, I'm admiring you. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It would have been a great line. It would have been great. Yeah, they've, they've got grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I said, no, I'm just, I'm just having a look. And I sort of said, look, I'm living with my mate. And I threw you under the bus because you weren't there to defend yourself. I said, you know, we don't know what we're doing. You know, we need some help. And we're having a lovely chat, but they did. You know, they went through every plant and I, what colour is your wall? What colour is a bookshelf? You know, this goes with that. That doesn't. Yeah. This will flower. And I just said, and, and, she, and this is what really annoyed yeah. me. She said, you know, you guys probably won't look after us. And no, we will. Of course we will. Of course we will. Of course he will. And then I checked my phone, missed calls, and Dot said, where have you been? I said, 
chatting. And now the house See is me. now the house is just looking spot on. Mickey Mouse. Are we calling it? Yeah. Have a lovely day, and uh, hopefully we uh, brought you some some joy, some education, and uh, we'll see you at the court. See you at the court. Yeah, let's go. To the beach, y'all.